0: Alrighty, guys. So today I've got a really, really, really special guest because this is a guy that um, at this point we figured out it's been probably like three and a half, four years that I've known him. So it's been a hot minute. Uh, And he is uh, what I would consider, honestly, kind of like a godfather of uh, the gameplay walkthrough on YouTube. Like him, along with a couple of other folks, really started this thing and made it what it is uh, today and uh he's known as ghost robo also known as zach uh but the other cool thing about him is that not only did he build up his ghost robo channel to 1.8 million followers but then he went and started something brand new and fresh and has been already been able to build that up to 232 thousand subscribers on switch force which is a nintendo primary channel either way without further ado zach welcome how are you doing dude
1: thanks so much it's so good to be here it feels like a I have never been to a high school reunion, but I, I kind of feel like this is our YouTube reunion because you said, like you said, we we did a podcast three, four years ago, and here yeah. we are back in the saddle.
0: Dude, th- this is uh, really, really cool to talk. And uh, in addition to that, it's just weird, like you know how they say always the time flies. It
1: really does. Because yeah,
0: I genuinely feel like we did that maybe a few months ago. <laughs> but
1: it's it's crazy to look back. I in October it'll be eight years for me on YouTube. So that to look back insane. and. Say like now I'm an old man and I used to be a young man on YouTube and just have this plethora of content and sometimes it's I, I don't know I feel so cliche but like it's it's cringy it's cute it's it's everything in between uh, but I definitely look back on our our videos very fondly they're they're really fun
0: yes it's weird to go from like as cheesy as the sounds to go from a boy to a man yeah. while <laughs> it's all recorded you know what I mean like that's crazy yeah. so yeah. uh Either way, I guess, like, to get us started the way that I like to ask is, like, how did this whole thing start for you? Was it random or did you have, like, a plan right away when you were starting out?
1: Yeah. um, Well, if you know me and the little bit uh, that you probably remember, Max, I'm not the most organized person. So there's a little bit of a scattershot element here. But basically, I graduated high school. I was very academic. Um, That was my focus. And I did not find any... None of the schools I visited really clicked, and so I was looking for sort of an alternative path. And so I worked some like odd jobs. Um, I interned for a developmental league basketball team. Um, I worked with a an upstart clothing company that was on the rise. I uh, worked in the Best Buy video game department, um, telling people like, "Hey, it's cheaper on Amazon." Dude, so. didn't, you didn't in last a best very long there. <laughs> shirt?
0: I can't imagine you in a Best Buy shirt. <laughs> yeah,
1: it didn't. Didn't. I still have the name tag, but that's oh, all from cool. there. Um, and then I was like you know what I I saw C. Nanners actually was the guy that I would watch Mm -hmm. and he was just so good at making you feel like it was just a conversation with a friend Um, and I was like you know what I talk all the time I love video games I've loved them since I was very young and and had a real resurgence of that passion in high school and so let's see what we can do Um, and I pooled together money with my mom she helped me get a microphone uh, some software and it, it was started like I guess with the intention of like okay, I'm gonna turn this into something. Um, it obviously, was fun. I wanted it to be fun, and I enjoyed it. But like, there was the, like the the clear goal of like okay, I'm gonna make sure that I make this something that I can do and can be my alternative to the the traditional college path.
0: Mm-hmm. And as far as that strategy or whatever it might be that the execution of that did it take longer than you thought or did it snowball quite quickly just because you got in so early so right. i wonder how different it was for you versus me
1: yeah um i think like because it was in more of a a less i don't know back then i think the expectations were just very different so it, it was it felt unknown i didn't know what to expect i didn't know if this was a 6 month journey or a 2 year journey or a 10 day journey. Um, I remember that, like, when I started to see people get partnered with Machinima uh, Respawn and Realm and and start getting their first checks, I was like, oh my gosh, like, this could be something cool. So it was about a six month, like, I guess, incubation period where for six months, like, I I earned nothing. It seemed very small. And then it kind of just snowballed. And I did have the opportunity because I was in on kind of the ground floor to get going real quick. Um, And once LA Noir hit, Uh, that was sort of the moment where things just kind of clicked and from there you know it it grew exponentially
0: wow yeah but that's still pretty quick like six months because I think it took me like 18 to 24 months before I made I think like anything above like a hundred dollars so like everything prior to that monthly income was really low so it was just kind of staying motivated and everything but to be fair i got into it probably a year or two after you did and you Mm -hmm. were already very established at the time um but from the perspective of like the i guess not just gameplay walkthroughs in general because i i think that'll be a little bit too niche and too specific for the conversation but Mm -hmm. how do you feel things have changed in terms of like what the platform is at now and you don't have to stick to just YouTube. If you feel just an, as sure. a whole social media or influencers or whatever you want to refer to us as, um, <laughs> but how has that changed from when you started? Right? Like, cause of course yeah. there's a lot of stuff that you've changed personally, but I'm talking more specifically like the, the platforms, the audiences and expectations, like you said.
1: Um, I mean, the biggest one is probably just the, like the, the, the general expansion in, in, exposure that like youtube and this whole thing has that i felt like when i started it was such an unknown of like what do you do like do you you get on there and play the game and and pretend you're talking to a friend you get on there and and try to be helpful and and now there's so many established routes that i feel like everyone now is kind of just filling not that they can't imbue their own personality but like filling a mold as opposed to like the wild west of like what what is this what can it be what do we do um and i will also say that like social media in general and youtube in general i feel like it is, it is way more negative, negative. and I don't know if that's just like a, gosh, like a back in the good old days type thing. But yeah, I, yeah. I do feel like you know, as you saw, like the viners come to YouTube, and as you see things get more and more outlandish. Maybe that's just like the natural progression of things. But in my head, it was so much more pure in the beginning. Um, I, I think you can like I think PewDiePie is a really good example. Like if you look at him and, and see the videos he made at the very beginning. They were mm-hmm. incredibly innocent of like, here he is playing Amnesia and, you know, he talks a little bit and he like freaks out. And then it evolved into very well-produced, you know, even crazier reactions. And now like going to almost satirical type content that he produces. Now, like it just, the the growth of, again, like kind of like, what what is this brave new world? And like, how do we, how, how do we even do this to now? Like, okay, it's a, it's a big industry. It's a big thing. Kids want to be YouTubers. You can go to a Target or a Toys R Us and buy action figures of YouTubers. You can see them wherever, and I think that growth has just. I I don't I don't think like I don't feel like oh like I wish it was how it used to be like there's definite positives of how it's gone but just it's interesting that. Okay, to tying it back to myself, when I started, I would record with my iPhone in my parents' house, and I thought like that was a fine video. I would never do that today. I would never have like a shaky camera like. Do you know what I'm saying? Like there's just like the expectations have definitely shifted.
0: Yeah, it has become far more professional to an extent, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I I think that in general, like there's been a lot more money pumped into it. And I think a lot more people kind of understand that like, hey, like what you said, it's a viable career path. Like as crazy as it sounds, but it's it's a similar career path to something like being an actor or musician in terms of a very, very small minority make it and make it to the point where they can make a living doing this. But at the same time, it's also become kind of a supplementary thing that everyone uses. Because even if you don't make a living on YouTube, it's like everyone posts videos or at least watches videos. Or if you're not on YouTube, you're on Instagram and so on and so forth. But for me personally, I think that like it's not that I'm negative. Like you said, I agree that it's. It's a little bit like there is an element. I was talking to this uh, with Jay on the second episode of the podcast where Mm -hmm. we talked about how there is a little bit of that element of, especially if you consider yourself to be a good person, which is probably (laughs) not very modest or anything like that, right? But you look to some of the stuff that happens on the platform and you kind of go like, like, what the hell? Why is that person getting this attention or like why is this type of behavior rewarded and continuously so? So in that sense, there is a little bit of kind of like that. I don't know if it's jealousy or bitterness or whatever it is. Maybe it's a little bit of both uh, Uh and so on and so forth. But I do believe like always in an element of karma, you know, where I'm like, I feel like if you're playing the system or you're gaming the system or whatever it might be, that's fine for like that short term longevity. But I think for people like you, even with like stuff where. You started on the Ghost Robo channel, and then you went and started Switch Force, and you didn't even necessarily push Switch Force too heavily, right? But uh-huh. you you applied the skill sets you had there to then grow Switch Force pretty quickly. So to me, I feel like that shows that what you have is longevity uh-huh. in a in a career where it's a pretty short life cycle, typically speaking for most creators because like even like that PewDiePie example you brought up I mean the guy was in gaming for a little while right but then he's completely shifted away from that and to be fair maybe it's just something you grow out of you know you lose certain interests and you want to comment on more serious topics or more specific things or maybe it really is something that's purely motivated by money and so on and so forth but even if it is I always say to people like if it's a job then that's how you have to look at it sometimes, right? Like you right. just do your job, right? Like uh, like an actor shows up on on a set and Steven Spielberg tells them like, "Hey, you got to say this and do that." They just do it. You can't really pick and choose all the time what you do, right?
1: Oh yeah. And I think that's like if I'm going to be, you know, blunt here, like yeah. a, a thing that's different for me personally is I my ghost reward channel is not what it used to be. It's, it's not, it doesn't go and get hundred thousand views on the videos without, you know, any real question. I'm, I'm at a point where I'm, you know, I I feel like I've restarted in a lot of ways, like struggling to get 10,000 views on some videos. And so that for me has definitely reset, um, the feel reset the intention, like the intentionality of the thing. Like, okay, is this a, should I treat it like a job and like, okay, Hey, this is what's going to work versus what you want to do. And I think, Early on, especially when you have, like, you're finding success and things are going, it, it is much more of, like, I can kind of do whatever. Um, and for me, it has been an interesting shift of, like, okay, maybe I do want to consider this a little bit more serious. Like you said, like, you know, actor shows up and, like, this is what the, the kind of steps you have to go through. Um, it has been an interesting shift. And, and balancing, like, the two channels has also been interesting as well. And for me, like, that was one of the main reasons I wanted to start SwitchForce um, was, to prove to myself that it wasn't just dumb luck because there was a big element with ghost Turbo of Like I started very early, right? Like you said, like you yeah. get in early. Um, and I know that that was a significant factor in why it grew so fast. I, I'm very aware I would admit that right off the bat, but like internally I wanted to prove like, could I, could I do it again? And I don't know that switch First will ever grow to that size, but it did feel really nice to say like, okay, like kind of like you said, like the skill set. it's clearly not just a luck thing. Like, there, there's either something fun about me or something I'm doing right that like you kind of could make this work twice. As
0: far as that skill set, what would be like some of the practical stuff you could share that mm-hmm. would be applicable? Like stuff that you took, that you applied right. into the actual content for SwitchForce that allowed you to replicate success again?
1: Yeah. Um, the reason I'm smiling is because I, I, I almost want to lead with like have anxiety because I feel like everyone I know that's like done well on YouTube <laughs> is anxious. Um, <laughs> there you go. That's
0: a good, I, I mean, uh, Hey, that's a fair point. There, there, I mean, like, I guess, look what you said with the replicating that success or whatever, to an extent that's anxiety motivator, right? Cause you yeah. kind of feel like a fraud and yeah. then you feel like, Hey, would I be able to do this again? And then you get anxious and it's kind of this deadly cycle of rinse and repeat, right. rinse and repeat. Right.
1: Right. On a more, I guess, serious note. Um, I think to me, like, whether you want to call it professionalism, whether you want to call it being a good person, whether you want to call it, you know, just doing the right thing. I feel like that has benefited me. I may not have the the success that some channels have, but I feel like being consistent in that has really benefited me, and it did help open doors for Switch Force. that people knew that I was reliable, that they could count on me, that, you know, Nintendo would work with me, um, and that, that helped a lot. Uh, I think, you know... Doing, like, the due diligence on the back end is, like, super important. Like, the, the descriptions and the thumbnails and, like, that stuff. I guess everyone kind of knows that. Um, I do think also being um per- personable. Like, I, I know that's sort of a hard thing to put a, a tangible finger on. But, like, I think if I... I think trying to be myself and trying to be fun and, and, and engage with people definitely worked, you know, on both and definitely played a part in in making sure that both were successful. And also just like drive, right? Determination. Like I'm not, you know, when you start something brand new, it's not going to do well. The the first few months of Switch Force, we had nothing there and having that personal drive, like, okay, I'm, I'm going to make this work and I'm going to do this. And that's when I always find tricky because I I think there's a lot of people and and I coach um, basketball on the side. So this kind of comes in with that of like, how much of drive is, like, like how much of talent or ability can you overcome with drive? Whereas someone's like, man, like, I, I have the drive, but it's just not happening. Because I've talked to a number of other YouTubers who, like, they're doing the right things commitment-wise. It's just not happening. And I don't, I'm not trying to toot my own horn in any way. I, just, there, I think there is some either luck base or intangibility factor that is...
0: Yeah, some, like, it factor or whatever it is, right? Yeah,
1: and you can... I don't know like i i feel like i don't know if you feel this way since you've been doing it for a long time but for me like if you show me a channel and don't tell me their numbers i feel like i can kind of predict their numbers just based on the video and the voice and how they approach it and um
0: that's interesting well and and i guess that's something that shifts um every now and again right because Mm -hmm. style of content is so different right sometimes uh and to be fair For me personally, I do have those moments sometimes where I'll watch somebody. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's interesting as to why exactly is this person resonating so much, right? Because you look at Uh their numbers and they're really great and the interaction is really great and so on and so forth. And you're trying to kind of analyze it and figure out what exactly that variable is. And sometimes it's what you said. It's just something about how they connect with a mass audience and for some reason they just resonate, then you don't understand necessarily yourself why, but mm-hmm. there's just something there.
1: And um, it could be good or bad. It, yes, it might not absolutely. be a great quality. You know, yes. yeah.
0: yeah, you're right about that. Um, now, as far as like for you personally, how often do you do, you do that? Like, do you ever go and essentially, I guess, kind of like research the market and see like, okay, well, what's popular right now in 2018 mm-hmm. as we speak what is the thing that's popular and how much do you let that influence the content that you make or how you make it and so on and so forth
1: um i would say that i think i do it quite a, a lot but not in the gaming space which is a little bit weird maybe that's not even a a smart move mm-hmm. uh, to me watching gaming content a lot of times feels like i'm just reliving my own life um Whereas like keeping tabs on like okay the, the vloggers that are really popular are like you know i'm I'm forever fascinated by like how someone like Jake Paul is like the you know the biggest thing out there, you know like when he makes these music videos and i i, yeah. I don't know like, there's something just like alluring about the why behind that or the how behind that, but um with switchforce, that has been something that I've done a lot of um because that channel is more of a vehicle for the Switch and less a vehicle for me, like that is one where I do definitely keep tabs on like, okay, what are the other Nintendo channels doing? How are they approaching this? Um, and I would say it does inform me, but I probably to a fault don't take uh, like cues from others. I, I think if, if I was going to tell you like one of my worst YouTube qualities, it's that I have been bad about uh, jumping on like trend wagons and and not just like biting the bull. And, and that sort of ties back to like the the job thing of like Fortnite, great example. Yeah. I don't really like Fortnite, but there are definitely days where I'm like, am I an idiot for like not just trying stuff with Fortnite or just streaming it or doing something with Fortnite? Um, so it, for me, it doesn't inform me, but I think for Switch Force, it informs a lot. And then it always seeds these ideas of like, man, if if there's people just like, running around their house and screaming and yelling like could I do something outside of gaming because I don't know if you feel like this but the gaming scene has shifted a lot
0: absolutely like
1: like what is popular for gaming youtubers you know not gonna mention any names but I see a lot of my walkthrough friends and they did not take the breaks that I took they did not have the other channels that I started and I a lot of times feel bad like man I didn't give enough attention to Ghost Robo but they 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 run into the same struggles I do even doing yeah. it consistently. I and... mean, look
0: at me. Same thing, right? Like the channel has definitely shrunk as a whole because mm-hmm. I think the category has shrunk as a whole, right? Yeah. I think that gaming peaked out at 2015. I think that was probably the strongest possible year for gaming. Yeah. And then since then, it's been slowly but steadily going down. Like outside of the hiccup of, ninja and fortnite right Mm -hmm. which is kind of what every gaming channel that used to do gaming now is pretty much a fortnite primarily channel right right and outside of that though the category has definitely shrunk as a whole because again go back to pewdiepie the guy doesn't make gaming videos anymore (laughs) right so he shifted away from that but he built it all on gaming so in that sense like that's what I do respect about him in terms of like, he has always been very smart about like shifting to whatever, like he benefited from gaming and then he was like, oh, okay, this is not working anymore. I should transition and shift myself away to what is working, which mm-hmm. to an extent has been this kind of drama driven kind of commentary, you know, of where you're essentially commenting on the going ons on YouTube, right?
1: Right, which is like the most popular genre now. Like yeah, absolutely. Reaction-based channels and yeah. the the walkthrough thing. I don't know if it just ran its course or if it didn't evolve. But yeah, it's because because gaming as a whole. I don't know if that is any smaller. Like you look at numerically and stuff, and like you know, it continues to grow. But specifically on YouTube, it feels like whatever energy or passion behind that kind of stuff that existed in the 2015s and the you know the years around there. It's just like not – it's not there.
0: Yeah. I mean it's also an element of the audience walks away, right? Or maybe Mm -hmm. their needs and interests have evolved and that kind of like sequential thing that everyone used to do, you know, of like, hey, this is part one, part two, part three, blah, 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 blah. That was a very functional formula and it worked for so long. That's why we were all kind of like comfortable with it. And then now I feel like the audience has shifted to more standalone pieces of content. Like they don't want to – be invested into like oh I have to watch 50 parts of a series there is still an audience for that absolutely mm-hmm. just like there's an audience for most things out there uh, it's just that it's I think it's become so much more niche now that it's well, I
1: think it's become more like it sounds like an, I'm an old man but like millennial right like streaming is a much bigger deal now and yeah. quick quick content you know I think of probably the the people that watched us you know the, the 13 14 15 year olds now they're 17 18 19 and doing their own thing and the new 13 14 15 year olds I have a younger brother who's right in that category like the snapchat era the three second video era like I don't think they want to sit there for 20 hours and watch you play through yeah you know exactly. la Noir or whatever yeah
0: yeah so that's changed uh substantially and mm-hmm. um I guess with that in mind like do you feel Like if I had to ask you, someone who also uses other platforms, right? Like you use Instagram and Twitter and I don't know if you dabble with other things like Snapchat, Facebook, so on and so forth. But I'm sure you are Mm -hmm. on Twitter and Instagram. So with those platforms and YouTube being around and let's bring in Twitch into this fold as well. What do you think, like, what does the content creation field look like? Let's say in two years from now, like in 2020, where do you feel like we will be? Will YouTube still be kind of our... Go to bread and butter, or do you think we will be going to different platforms?
1: It's a fantastic concept and question. Um, I, I think like the the, the knee jerk response, like oh, it's going to continue to shift in this more Instagram, Twitch, like that direction. But as far as I know, like they still have not perfected monetization on a lot of those platforms. Twitch has, you know, the donation model and the subscription model, but. Twitter and Instagram, like, it's still kind of not where YouTube is, right? And so maybe there is, like, via ebb and flow. Like, I I would be just as not surprised if things drifted away from YouTube as if there was a regression back to the content. I I think what's going to determine a lot of that is sort of out of our control. The advertiser and and Google decisions, right, of, like, is the emphasis going to continue to be on Kevin Hart and The Rock and Jimmy Kimmel? And yeah. advertisers are going to go that way. I mean, so if you want me to, if you want me to just make a, make a mark here, I'm going to say in two years, um, I'm going to say it's going to be a, a even bigger emphasis on YouTube. I don't think that some of these smaller, like IGTV, like, I don't think that ever grows into something that like takes away from, yeah. from YouTube.
0: Yeah, it's weird because you see like even when igtv was announced which people if you don't know what that is it's instagram tv it's instagram's kind of answer to doing like vods and doing mm-hmm. video on demand and so on and so forth it's weird because right when that started there was this huge push even from a lot of youtubers like you would right. look at certain youtubers and they're like this is it this is going to be the youtube killer and finally competition but uh, you know a couple of months later it's like hush hush i haven't seen anybody uploading any content on those right. platforms so does that mean that that platform cannot succeed? No, not necessarily. I think there's still a chance because, again, it's got Facebook behind it, which means it has a lot of money behind it. So, yes, they could create some sort of a monetization platform and make it grow. But exactly like what you're saying where I just think that if you look at almost everyone else, regardless of where they began establishing themselves, they always go to YouTube as the foundation. Right. Right. You know, like, even Ninja, like, bring him up, right, as probably the most prominent, as far as gaming is concerned, he's right. probably the gaming most figures. prominent, right? Yeah. Uh, but look where he went right after, as soon as Twitch took off. Yes, he's got his Instagram and Twitter and everything, but he's really using YouTube, and I feel like YouTube is, once he started gaining steam on YouTube, that's when he really, really started to grow.
1: Hmm. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, to me, that's, for me, that's the most interesting part. Like, two, three years down the line, is it going to be like a constant cycling of creators or will there be the, the PewDiePie's that are like the mainstays and, and like, where are the gaps, right? Like where mm-hmm, can someone new step in? Is it at the bottom, you know, is it in more niche content? Does a new, like, I feel like a big defining change in YouTube, like the biggest change to me in the last two, three years is the vine shutdown because it brought okay. all of those comedy, people over the, the Jake Pauls the uh Logan. King box the Logan Pauls yeah. the Amanda cernings all those people coming over and that then dramatically shifted the landscape of YouTube and what like the hot content was and it's it's interesting because vine was not as popular as YouTube so the fact that they were able to
0: create such a strong impact
1: right like pull their style over this way versus the like the other way is is a bit interesting but yeah. Like, do you, do you think in, in two years so or three years, so we get, you know, are people going to be excited for the God of War 2 walkthrough? Or do you think that at some point that completely phases out and it's like all live stream, almost more comedy, you know, personality-based gaming content? Yeah.
0: It's weird because you see, like, to an extent, it's kind of like what you said where it's weird that Vine had such an impact, especially because it wasn't something that, like, where they built their audience for years, right? right. And then they bring them over. So... To an extent it's like I think it's a little bit hard to determine a hundred percent. I think that gaming, to me personally, is probably going to be a very cyclical type thing on YouTube mm-hmm. where I think that it's almost like we're going to we've slingshotted one way, right? Where it used to be like videos an hour long and you could do really well with that, right? Like you could right. post a part one and, uh, for an hour long and people would. Oh, watch I have three way. hour part ones. Man. Yes, yeah. exactly. So, you know, like that used to be normal and you could do really, really well with that. But then right. now it's like anything beyond like 10 minutes is considered Way too long, right? So, in a sense, it could be a cycle where in a few years from now, people will get interested again in that long form content. So, there will be an interest in it. Or it could be exactly what you said, where it could just be completely gone and disappear altogether. But one thing that I think is interesting, like what you pointed out with the vine, it's interesting that I guess to an extent, like for people who are just starting out, there is an element of like, look to these other apps that are up and coming. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like the Musical.ly's and everything like that. Because maybe Mm -hmm. that's the next one, right? Like if Musical.ly shuts down, maybe those creators then come to YouTube, right? And now what will that do, right? Like what? how does that shift the content on YouTube? So it's interesting that you could look to these upcoming platforms and use them as almost kind of like preparing for what might be next
1: on YouTube. If you were going to – I'm like just genuinely curious. If you were going to give someone advice – is it smarter to try and hop on the newest trend or is it smarter to try and do something that you know you can do really well i I don't know like i guess like i think for for myself like why am i not hopping on these trends or you know if i was if i was a new creator like do i yeah like musically maybe the most important thing but there's going to be so many people doing that and there's already all these creators like is it is it almost in your best interest to try and buck that trend and try and find your own way differently? Or is it like, Hey, I, this is going to be a hit huge thing. So like, let's attach my, you know, rope and hope that I get lucky.
0: Yeah, it depends, I guess, like to an extent for me personally, the way I would look at it is um, like, I remember Kevin Kelly wrote like uh, a thousand true friends or a thousand uh, true fans. It's like a Mm -hmm. pretty cool article where essentially you need to establish a thousand fans. And once you got a thousand like real fans who will always buy whatever you put out and always support you, you're good to go. Like as far as making a living doing that. So Um, in a sense of if you're, entire goal is to just build something that sustains your lifestyle while enjoying your hobby or doing it for a living whatever that might be i think that's probably the safer way to go you go super niche and just get a thousand people who are completely obsessed with you and like build a really hardcore community but if you want scale right i think that's what you're talking about as far as A lot of times, for me personally, like, again, I can speak for myself and the few people I've talked to who do this for a living, whether it be on YouTube or Instagram or elsewhere. I -hmm. think that there is an element of uh, I'm a fraud, you know, where if you start doing the trend thing, you start feeling like, well, people are going to see through it. And like, what am I doing? And blah, 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 blah. But the weird thing is that, like, for me personally, I would say if it really hinders your well-being meaning like you can't look yourself in the mirror or you feel like bad if you do the trend thing then don't do it because ultimately you're going to feel really bad inside like yeah you might even be making a lot of money but we've seen especially recently with the anthony bourdains and kate spade these are people who have a lot of money but they still end up taking their own lives so it's Mm -hmm. like to me you need to be happy like find whatever that is so if it makes you miserable don't do it but at the same time, like I said before, if you can't understand that to an extent at some point this thing becomes a job and look at it as like, hey, this is the task that has been required of me. Like now this is the report, so to speak, like if you were working in an accounting department or something that I need mm-hmm. to fulfill for this month. And if right. you look at it that way, then it becomes a lot more easy to me to process. And I think if you look to a lot of YouTubers who do that, they are successful while seemingly maintaining that kind of sanity i guess to an extent
1: yeah i would say like it might be a little bit of a tangent but like that's been one of the biggest shifts for me is instead of just pushing for numbers 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 like okay do i really want this like what am i what am i really doing what am i doing here and i had this big kind of epiphany moment where i looked back and i looked at my most successful years on youtube my best years when by all accounts things were going really great and and how did you measure
0: that like Um, like, what did you look to happiness or just just just
1: straight numbers yeah i'm just talking like straight stats like when when ghost robo was at the top of its game when i was you know being asked to play all these games and invited and and the 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 views were great and i never felt like i was doing great i i never either i never embraced it or i never looked at it that way but my my regret is not that i didn't maintain that like that would have been great Sure, but my regret is that I didn't, I guess, fully enjoy or see it for what it was, and I feel like as much as we want to believe, like, oh, the the clout gang, Rice Gum and Face bangs, they must be just living on top of the world, or PewDiePie, or Instagram girl, or whoever. Like, at some level, I feel like everybody, no matter your level, probably is feeling that at some point. Like, either I'm a fraud, or I'm not where I should be, or oh, this person has more. And I think the greatest the, the thing I wish I could do differently is that I would have just embraced where I was versus wishing I was somewhere else, you know, wishing that it was more and better. And, you know, I think at any scale that can apply, because at, at some point, if you're doing something and it's very niche and you have, like you said, a thousand great people, you got a thousand people that care about watching you talk or, or play or whatever every day. And, you know, I looked back and I, I was like, man, I can't believe my part ones are only getting, you know, 200,000 views. This guy's getting 2 million. Dude, 200,000 people wanted to watch me play the wow. game, yeah. you know? And it's like, if I would have embraced that, my well-being would have been so much better. So I would have been so much happier feeling like I, and knowing that I actually was doing great. And, and I'm not saying kid yourself or lie, but for me personally, like that is, that is what I wish I could do differently. Not, oh, make better videos or, oh, have taken this opportunity. It's like embrace where I was because it really was, cool like it really it really was yeah
0: and have you done that now like have you been able to shift to that perspective and stop being stuck in that rat race of where even if you're like in position 10 but there's nine people ahead of you you're constantly thinking well i need to get to one but then once you get to one then you start comparing yourself to let's say a completely different category next year yeah yeah. so
1: yeah have you done that i think as a a lot of people don't know this about me because i don't really show it on youtube very much but i'm Hyper competitive. I'm the most competitive person I know. And it comes mm-hmm. out in sports. It comes out in coaching. It comes and out in Rocket get, League. And Rocket League. God, no. Still have <laughs> still have the den. Um. So there's always going to be a part of me that wants to be like the best or wants to, you know, beat other people or, or get more numbers yes. or whatever. But I have definitely, you know, taken a, uh, another YouTuber asked me like, man, I see that your channel is struggling. Mine is too. How do you like not just want to give it all up? And and for me, like, gratitude has been a big part of that of like I have a great life. I have so many blessings inside of YouTube and outside of YouTube. And so I have tried to really shift and be like, you know what? Like I get to sit here and on Switchforce, you know, we get to watch the direct and freak out about King K rule and like that is great. And there may not be a million people that want to hear what we have to say, but there's two hundred and thirty thousand or whatever. And yeah, so it definitely has it has helped. It's been a shift. Um and I it's it's so weird, but, like, it almost took, like, everything kind of falling apart in a way for me to, like, have peace with it. Yeah. Wow. That's... Which, yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, that's really interesting, first of all, that you would admit that. And then second of all, I guess it's... um Kind of reinforcing for people because a lot of people who will watch this and listen to this uh, are probably either starting out or there are some people that maybe are already on their way towards trying to be successful in this or whatever a career path. But it's interesting that like. More and more, I talk to uh, people who do this for a living or any other job for that matter, Mm -hmm. and that is so huge, just like gratitude and. I would not even say happiness because, you know, like we get beaten over the head, especially on YouTube. There's lots of channels like you got to be always happy and right. optimism and happiness right. and happiness and joy. And it's like I always tell people you don't need to be happy. You need to be content. Like mm-hmm. that's what you need to do, focus on because you should be sad sometimes. But you, even when sure. you're sad, you should be content with what you have and where you are and so on and so forth.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. and. I mean, that's not to say, like, oh, don't strive for better, but mm-hmm. within striving for better, just maintaining a perspective about it all. And I don't know, I found it very, very fulfilling to do things that aren't YouTube-related. I, I got so much of my identity tied up... Getting a little deep here, Max. So much of my that's identity okay. tied tied up in in Ghost Robo that it was, what do I do without that? Or what do I do when that's not working? Or, you know, I think back to when I lived in L.A. and, like... So many cool opportunities, and I was so bummed all the time because I felt like I'm not where I should be. I'm not where I should be, and you know, I, I always felt like I'm too busy to do other things. I have to focus on on this, and it's it's really one of those like tried and true things. Like if you give yourself the space and time, it'll be easier. So I, I doubled down on coaching this summer. I coached a their a, a, their juniors over here in the states. So it'd be like sixteen mm-hmm. year olds. Um, and, like, that to me for what? was. For basketball? For basketball. Yeah, nice, for basketball. Nice. How'd you guys do? Um, rough start, but they really came together. Um, we won like eight of our last 10 games and had like a fantastic few tournaments to wrap the summer. It's like, I, I guess, just finding avenues, like you said, for contentment, for fulfillment that aren't like all your marbles in one basket, or at least not your identity in one basket. Yeah, you that's know, huge. so like, hey, I'm a person that does YouTube, but I'm not you know, as you mentioned, you know, not to be morbid, but you see, like, the suicide rates and stuff, and it's because, I think, like, that's your identity, and if your numbers drop, or if people, you know, as silly of things as people don't reply to your Snapchat, or they don't like your photo, or whatever, and it's, like, because so much of you is tied in that succeeding or failing, and, you know, I guess knowing that, like we said kind of at the top, like, there's there's terrible people doing great at YouTube, and there's great people doing terrible at YouTube, so that, that shouldn't be what Brings you, I guess that the the gratitude and faith in yourself should probably come from other places.
0: Yes, and, and that's a huge thing that I always tell people who either just start or anything like that. I always tell them make sure that you are keeping things balanced because for mm-hmm. me, for example, like you're one of those people who are very rare where when you started YouTube, especially in the gaming category. You started and you've been relatively healthy as far as like your physical shape and everything like that. So you've had that very well balanced, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas like for me, I remember when I started versus two years ago, I was like, I look at those pictures of myself and I was like, holy, like, holy crap. What did I let myself get to as far as just the shape that I was in and... I because of the job where I just tied fully myself to just I gotta record, I gotta record because I gotta compete and so on and so forth. I got mm-hmm. to a point where my health, physical health, started deteriorating. And then once that happens, then the content starts to suffer as well, yeah. even if you're not aware of it. So, to an extent, that's a specific example for physical health, but. At the same time, outside of physical health, always do other things like make sure that YouTube or whatever it is, your social media, as much as a lot of people, I think, say, oh, it's got to be a representation of you. I think that that should just be one aspect of you. It shouldn't Uh be your full life, because I feel like once you do that, what happens is that you start letting that social media thing affect you like for real, like the real person that you are. You will start changing in real life to fit the social media image that you built.
1: Oh yeah, and, and how many people do we see, if not all of them, that they look great and happy in their photos and on their videos, and then you talk to them like, Man, I am struggling. And yes. it's it's really rarely the case that the you know, the joy or the happiness that they portray is is reflective internally and, and that's why it is so important to, you know, take care of So I think that's something that comes with age. I think that's something that comes with experience, and that's definitely a a kind of a new thing I've tried to do and, and it has hurt my channels in the past but being like okay i'm not going to i feel like crap i'm tired i'm i've had you know a panic attack i'm gonna just go to bed i'm not gonna make this video and and did that hurt my channel yes but hopefully i'm in a better place and like you said i have been lucky to maintain you know pretty damn good health the whole way through and i see a lot of people that say like gosh i just got done with a 12-hour stream i'm exhausted i'm so drained like i had to do this and that and it's it's because of social media like you feel like it, you got to be there 24/ 7 otherwise you might lose it yeah. and you know that may be the case I would still err on the side of well-being
0: yeah and that's one thing like where I would always have said is like you're one of the guys that I look to as far as like health because you've always said like hey I'm willing to make a trade-off of money fame and a certain number let's say mm-hmm. for the fact that my well-being will be better than it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. so to speak yeah.
1: yeah and sometimes it's sometimes it's hard and frustrating and i look back and i'm like but you know i and, and i'll just say this to to sort of put a a, a, a bow on this topic. Yeah. yeah bow um for me i love youtube i genuinely love what i do and i have a lot of satisfaction my greatest joys come from the things that have nothing to do with numbers or money my my, my interactions with my younger brother you know the the successful relationships i've had the 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 goofy fun stuff that happens and i think it's important for successful people to remind people of that like that's it's cliche but like that really is where i think a lot of the true fulfillment comes from
0: yeah it's like that uh, quote. Remember Jim Carrey said it not that long ago where he said like he wishes everyone could account- like become famous and make whatever amount of money they want to make so that they then understand that that's not where not you're going to get yeah. your fulfillment. And right. you're going to need to then work on yourself for real, like whether right. it be your relationships with the people in your life and so on and so forth. Uh, but, yeah, that's definitely probably like a, a good healthy way of looking at it and it's weird that it's such a cliche and it's weird that we don't listen to it but i guess it's a cliche for a reason and uh, hopefully it helps others um, who listen to this now Mm -hmm. since we were harping on some of the negative sides to an extent uh, mm-hmm. of being an influencer and so on and so forth.
1: Let's get fun.
0: <laughs> yeah. What's the thing that you love about this? Like, what do you love uh, about, oh, man. is it, because the typical thing, like, just to give you, I guess, some help maybe or sure. some time to think, uh, the typical thing I hear is, like, freedom, right? That mm-hmm. you kind of get to do whatever you want to an extent. Mm-hmm. Uh, would that be it for you as
1: well, or? Freedom is definitely a huge one. I, uh, it's uh It's like a constant thing that confuses me of, like, why, why aren't these people responding to this text why aren't they why aren't they wanting to go do this oh yeah, yeah, they yeah. they have a normal life okay they can't do that it's not yes. that they're a jerk it's that they they actually can't it's like someone will yell at them if they pull their phone out at yes. 3 p.m um so that is obviously a big one having the freedom and the flexibility to you know either live the way you want or go where you want or help the people that you want to help um i still genuinely love like gaming like i i, I I legit got so excited with King K rule. And I think that's something that has helped me a lot. My numbers ebb and flow, but I still like new things are still fascinating to me. They're still fun. And so that's a big deal. Um and and you know, I think it's sentimental, but like the people, like the, the people that I've met, the connections I've made, um, and even if they're not like, oh, a great friend, just knowing that, like, hey, you had like that really you have like that really cool rapport with that PR person, or you have that you know, you know that they, they think highly of you. I don't know. To me, that has always been super important of, um, one of my favorite PR guys just had like a kid and we had a small exchange on Instagram and like, I don't know. He said like, I, you know, hopefully you can meet him soon. And like, to me, the fact that I've built a relationship enough with a person that like, we're able to talk about that kind of thing like that has yeah. been big, but, but yeah, on, on the fun side, it's the freedom. I'm sorry. I can't give you a more unique answer, but it really is like, and, and being, you know, talking about like re sort of how I think about it, like the gratitude of like, okay, I get to travel to go play a video game. Like I just went to to LA to play Sekiro shadows. Die twice the the new game from, from software Mm -hmm. phenomenal game, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, but just like thinking about like how many people get to say that they get to do that, you know? And and yeah, there's people that are getting paid thousands to go play games or they come to them. But like the fact that like this company wanted to pay for a flight for me to go check out their game. Like, yeah, I don't know forever. Just think that's cool and, and be grateful for that.
0: Yeah. That's, um, awesome and again it goes back to contentment right like you can mm. always compare yourself to be like oh well somebody has it even better and it's like yeah but there's thousands of people millions of people who have it way worse right so yeah i two guess extra,
1: two extra things that i want to add there are fun uh ahead. one getting to be a little bit behind the scenes and like know things before they happen or know things whatever i take quite yes. a bit of uh, pleasure in that that's <laughs> really a fun one even um, though you
0: have to sign tons of ndas for that oh, yeah. yeah you
1: can't talk about it but just like like sitting on that Sekiro footage for two weeks, like there's just something giddy about it. Or like I got invited to an incredibly cool event yesterday and I was mm-hmm. legit like dancing around my house. And like, I don't know, there, there's some there's some joy of that. And then also um, ping pong. I've been playing a ton of ping pong lately. I love that because of YouTube, I have the freedom to play three games of ping pong a day. <laughs> That's very specific.
0: Uh, are you playing in like a team or something like that? Oh, no, no. no? I just,
1: but, but I've gotten good, man. Like I really? thought about recording some for YouTube. Like, because, you know, ping pong is something that, like everyone can kinda of do, right? You can kinda of like hit the ball back and forth. But I've played so much these last few months that like I got like a really expensive paddle and like spin on the ball. Did you get it's... one of
0: those headbands?
1: Like no, I, I, no headband come on, yet. Man. But that, that, the really I still, short I feel like that's shorts. A few... <laughs> no. Okay, let's let's can we talk about shorts for a second? Okay, just sure. Yeah, okay. go ahead. So when I was in high school, long shorts were the cool thing. Like even like for, for athletes, like NBA players. Like what no are we talking about shorts. long? Like, uh, past, like the,
0: past the kneecap. Kneecap. Okay, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. My, my brother started his junior year of high school yesterday. Every kid wants like part of their thigh showing. Like we're back in like the, the 70s and 80s of like short shorts. Yeah. Does that have the it's, little it's, cutout on the side?
0: Like the Borat shorts?
1: <laughs> no? I don't know if it goes that far, but, <laughs> but it's fascinating to me. Like, I don't know. Like my brother came up to me this summer and he was like, your shorts are too long. It, Your like, are too I've I've fallen out of favor. I'm not hip anymore. Damn. I'm not cool anymore. I had to go I had and, to go you feel uncomfortable thing, yeah, and things buy are shorter bad.
0: shorts. Things are bad if you're out of fashion because you're always yeah. <laughs> straight like nines and tens, coolest yeah. shoes, newest, I whatever tried. it might be. So you you would keep up with uh everything cool like that, so to speak. I've I actually have been getting into tennis, oddly enough. So basically uh big Big boy um, ping pong, yeah. you know?
1: And so. my my high school tennis career definitely helps me on, on the, the table. Really? It, it definitely well, comes into play. That's
0: a life lesson. That's your memoir. Helps me on the <laughs> table. <laughs> That'll be uh, pretty good. So as far as like some more like f- to wrap this up, I guess, and uh, sure. to wind it down, um, a few kind of rapid fire questions. Um, yeah, let's go for it. So first of all, um, this one's a, I don't know, maybe you, you go on a tangent, but don't worry, like even though if it's rapid fire, if you want to expand on it, take your time. Okay. Uh, so in the next little while, do you think uh, content and how content is produced? Do you think uh, VR, AR, are we going to remain mostly like analog, like traditional or will there be a mix of
1: stuff? I think they fail. Uh,
0: VR and AR both?
1: Yeah. Wow. I-, I think, I think it's to me, like, the prohibitive part is not that it's cool. It's very cool. The prohibitive part is, it's, it's, I don't know. I just, what thing that's accessory base has had longevity? Whether you're talking about like guitar here, whether you're talking about 3D glasses, whether you're talking about AR and VR, at some level, I feel like no matter how cool it is, I mean, okay, I, I guess if, if they could get holograms going, then I'm, then VR maybe. on board, yeah. But, but I don't know. I think there's just some... Humans don't seem to like extra work. And so if you have to set something up extra, if you have to put something extra on, I mean, I I guess like based on how much of a push I would have thought VR would have been farther along than it is. And I feel like it's continuously regressing.
0: Yeah, that's interesting because I feel like AR is definitely uh, the one where I feel like out of those, if it was to be successful, I think AR, just because of like Pokemon Go and still,
1: Mm, I I can see
0: a lot of like commercial application uh, for AR, you know, with like companies doing a lot of cool stuff with like when you go into a sporting event or a live concert and stuff like that. And you could have AR elements uh, that interact with your phone
1: or something along those lines. Yeah, if it's phone based... Yeah, I I think from, like, a console or, like, a PC perspective, I don't, I mean, I feel like it's already, maybe I'm crazy, but I feel like it's phasing out already. Yeah. Like, like it's just.
0: VR for sure, yeah. I I think VR is just having a really tough time of, like, scaling and then maintaining some sort of momentum. Like, there's never enough content produced Mm -hmm. uh, or enough compelling content to make me want to hook all of that up. Right. Yeah. Does that make it's, sense? It's a chore. Yeah. yeah. It's like, if there <laughs> yeah. was something worthwhile, then I think we would do it. But I, I just don't think that they've given us a good enough reason. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as um, when you were starting and right as you got going, what would be a piece of equipment like hardware and mm-hmm. then software that really helped you either improve your content or maybe just things that helped you improve like how you made your content?
1: Okay. Um On the software side, I mean, I think Premiere was the the best choice I ever made. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I got on that early, and it it was great, Adobe Premiere, so for Mm -hmm. video editing. Um, Hardware-wise, hardware to me is interesting because I feel like if... Like, I would say, like, oh, a really good mic or, like, that really made a difference. But I feel like if your content is there, like, I don't even know that people care anymore. I'll, I'll go with an odd one. I really like... I've started using lapel mics uh, this year okay. on my, like, on-camera video. Yeah. And maybe it's just a me thing, but I feel it's just so fun to use them. It's so fun to just, you know, have it be, like, right there. Yeah. And pretend to I be a news the, reporter. <laughs> yeah. It sounds good. It, it looks cool. And um, so, yeah, we'll go with a lapel mic.
0: That's, that's, that's a fair answer. It's uh, uh, a good one to uh, bring up, so... Uh, I think that's pretty good. Um, As far as um, outside of YouTube, Mm -hmm. so on all the other platforms, right? Whether it be Instagram or whatever else you post on, so to speak. Mm -hmm. What do you think, like, do you take a lot of consideration of like before you post? And if so, what makes you hit that like send button?
1: I used to just post and post. And now I don't know if it's like, I feel like I don't, understand the the youth anymore or if it's I just have gotten self-conscious because of some of the failures but I am I struggle to tweet and post on Instagram now which is an odd thing to say but I just don't know I don't know I I feel like I I used to just kind of do what everyone did like update people on your day show what you're doing and for whatever reason that feels weird to me now so I'm very like I think a lot about like why am I saying this why am I posting this am I just trying to look cool am I it Honestly, like it's become one of the weirdest stressors in my life of like, I don't know, like I'm going to look at my phone right now. It's been, I used to post on Instagram every day. Mm -hmm. And the last time I posted now was August 16th because. Wow.
0: Yeah. So it's been a hot minute.
1: Yeah. Like just because I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think I got, I do think at some point almost everyone, I don't want to say phases out of social media, but kind of realizes the, the ridiculous aspects of it. And I still see it as very important and very fun, but I don't know. I'm like, do we really need to see everyone's food? Do we really need to see every everyone's <laughs> like, I know what a beer looks like. Yeah. I know what a, a sushi roll looks like, I, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, I'm very, I'm very self-conscious about it. It's, it's like an embarrassing thing to say, but it's, it's the truth.
0: Yeah. And to be fair though, would you say that it's still an extremely important aspect of,
1: Oh yeah. It's something that like I think if
0: you're looking at it from like the career side or like the job side, do you have to
1: post every day? Do you have to know? I think should oh, you? I've seen a lot of the biggest mm-hmm. people, you know, don't, but should you in terms of like building? Yeah. I think engagement and interaction and, and making yourself just like, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Like you got to let people know that you exist because it's so flooded. Um, Inter- I I feel like that's been one of my weaker aspects, uh, actually. You know, over the the YouTube thing, like I feel like I'm pretty darn good on the YouTube side. Yeah. I don't feel like I have as great of a grasp of like Instagram and Twitter. Wow. And I don't really I don't really know why. Yeah.
0: Um. I mean, for me, I don't know. I, I've it took me a long time to even get into um Instagram, like mm-hmm. because I don't know for the longest time I was like, why would anybody want to see pictures? But then I did come right. to the realization that it is important to have specific like social media platforms if you don't then you're gonna go on ahead and lose momentum after a little while if that makes any sense
1: plus my mom analyzes my instagram photos and she's like you're you're trying too hard in this one why why are you trying to look good I'm like no i was just taking the she's like okay i like this one i don't like this one and they never line up the ones i like yeah she doesn't like so it's it's thrown like a i'm back in my head i'm like i can hear my mom being like every time You're just trying to get likes. God, God, I'm not, I'm not. not. Yeah,
0: which to to an extent, (laughs) I guess, is not the worst thing uh, to ever happen. Um, So final question. This is kind of how I want to wrap up uh, most of them. Mm -hmm. If I take you right now, right, with everything that you've learned in eight years of social media and uh, influencer and developing, like you're one of the guys who's really great at developing relationships, as you said, with the actual PR people, which is, I think it holds truth because you're really a good example of like like you said where yes you have had the channel shrink a little bit but all of these companies are still interested in working with you because of mm-hmm. your professionalism and they know what you bring to the table so you're mm-hmm. kind of like a known element that they can deal with you know
1: you can you can overcome numbers with with relationships you can overcome yes. stats with confidence and Like you said, like assurance, like okay, this guy's not gonna go off the deep end, or he's not gonna, you know, embarrass our product or whatever.
0: Yes. So if you took all of that and you were right now in August of 2018, you just were starting out, where what would be kind of like a rough layout as far as do you start on YouTube? Would you go right to Twitch? Would you start on Instagram? What would you do? Would it be like a scattershot approach? Would you be more honed in like a sniper? Like, hey, I'm only going to do this and focus. And would it even be in gaming? Like, do you think that gaming is a good place to go
1: with? It, it, so do I already have those relationships or no? You're just saying like trying to build them.
0: No, you have all the skills that you've acquired.
1: But oh, oh you're, okay. You're, you'd be starting okay. fresh.
0: So this is basically the most applicable practical advice that we can give yeah. to somebody like yeah. who's just starting right now.
1: Okay. Um... I don't know if it'd be the smartest, but I wouldn't do gaming. Um, wow, that's I would cool. I would mm-hmm. I would do something that was I think, you know, the the best creators lay a lot of themselves on the table and mm-hmm. create that that rapport and that relationship. And I feel like that's something that I always wanted to do and didn't do right. Um I felt like I got boxed in by gaming. So yeah, I would not do gaming. Um I would at least to start, I think I would have a very direct approach. I, I think to me, it's silly to see people like, "Oh, I'm on Mixer and I'm on Twitch and I'm on YouTube and Instagram." Like, you just you can't. One of the the best piece of advice I ever heard was from Philip DeFranco years ago, um, who's like a super successful yeah. YouTuber, one of the you know the faces. Uh, you know, he uh, he said like rather than splitting off, just double down on the time you spend on the one thing. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know what the exact wording was, but basically that like, why you know thin out your efforts or your time when you can get one thing going really good. Um so yeah, I would not go scattershot. I would not do gaming. I think I would do YouTube. Um but I will say I think one thing that's super important and, and gamers have it great is finding something to piggyback off of to get to gain awareness, right? So the Switch Force yeah. thing was super great because the Switch was a super huge event. You know, yeah. Event, right? And so you have something. I think You know, if if you just start and like, oh, I'm going to just play uh, my favorite games or I'm going to just vlog my days, like you might be awesome. You might be the best at it. But if you don't have that, like something to attack. Yeah, you know, so I would try to find something to, whether it was like, okay, I'm going to unbox the newest shoes that I know are big releases or, you know, try to tie it into the upcoming NFL season or I don't know, whatever it would be. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no no gaming and it would be on YouTube. Interesting.
0: Yeah, and that's really good advice as far as like, use events or something else like you have to at that beginning. And again, that could go back to the whole imposter fraud syndrome where you feel like, well, I shouldn't use other people's things to Mm -hmm. like, but you have to understand that it's almost like if you just walked into the middle of a mall and you started just talking just at a regular volume, nobody's going to pay attention (laughs) to you. Like people will just keep walking. Right. You need to, walk into a store and like scream about a shirt or just start trying out shirts like you have to create that like first initial kickstart and then once you have that then you could go slowly but surely and kind of start to fall back into your own personality right
1: yeah and one thing that i definitely would emphasize and it's something i always struggle with is not saying you know don't do what you want to or oh do shady things but there will be things that may not be the most glorious, but they will allow you then to do the things that you want to do. And so there might be, hey, maybe for a while I do need to make videos on the NFL season or on this shirt in this store in order as, as a vehicle to get to where you want to go. And that's, I don't think that's fraud or I don't think that's faking. I think that's just the steps that are almost necessary if you want to get, like how many people like organically in 2018 can just step onto YouTube and explode into a million subscribers? I don't know if anyone can. Yeah. You know, so you, you kind of there is there is some work to put in and it's okay if it's you know using a topic or whatever. Yeah. There.
0: Yeah, you have to play the game. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it it's a matter of like again, it it's to wrap up. People talk about social media sometimes and we ourselves touched on some of the negatives and some of the bad that has come along because of social media, but the point is really It is how it is like you can complain and every generation Mm -hmm. always says about the next generation like, oh, well, they don't, you know, read anymore or they don't do this anymore and so on and so forth. They wear
1: short shorts. Yes.
0: There you go. (laughs) Um, But either either way, like every time there's that something. So you just have to accept it and be like, okay, if I want to compete. And if I want to play in this particular sandbox, I have to accept the rules that they establish and yeah. play the game, And which sometimes means you will have to kind of like give up a little bit of your ego or mm-hmm. your personal values or so on and so forth to an extent.
1: Yeah, if I can give one final piece of advice, uh, it's, it's what I tell myself every day. It's like you won't move if you don't move. Waiting around for something to happen or someone to give you some opportunity. Maybe you get lucky and that does happen, but I feel like in every area of life, like you got to be the originator and the impetus for why something happens. So if YouTube isn't working or if you want it to work, like it's it's on you to figure it out. And, and I don't know. I think it's just super important to realize that like in life and YouTube, in any area, like if you, if you want something to happen, like y- it's you action. You know?
0: yeah. yeah. Dude, that is a beautiful way to summarize this. Um, If there's anything else you want to mention or anything like that, the floor is yours. Um, As far as your social media and everything Mm -hmm. like that, I'll have everything linked below. But if you want to let people know anything interesting you might have coming up, uh, maybe some footage or whatever,
1: go ahead. Sure. Uh, You know, Ghost Robo has been a little bit out of the limelight lately, but really bringing that back. I got to play *Secure*, *Shadows Die Twice*, which was a ton of fun. So check that out. And then, uh, as a precursor, um, I'm planning on going real hard on Fallout 76*. So if you're excited for that game uh, in about a month or so, that'll be kicking in. And then *Switch Force* is a thing. It's it's always fun over there if you're a Nintendo guy. Uh, that's good, and we'd love to we'd love to talk to you about Mario and and Smash Bros. And are you excited for Smash Bros? Uh yeah. Huh? little bit <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, i'm more excited about of like whatever's next like metroid or something yeah where, you know yeah. the new ip because this is still pretty like yeah it's cool to get new characters but you
1: know uh it's still, uh, i don't know why i'm in love with King K. rule but like that that made my year like i'm i'm good nintendo you can screw up everything Just, we need to get you King
0: K. rule uh <laughs> shorts and then that'll be yeah and a ping pong paddle
1: and that'll okay. be oh and can I wear the crown instead of the headband? The yeah, little yeah, tiny crown? Yeah, of course. But but, like, but it has to be headbanded
0: now? like around, like horizontally right. around. So
1: it'll, <laughs> Off to the side. Yeah, it'll be cool. All right. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Zach. Thanks so much, Max. It was a blast.
0: And we're on. Boom.